Where's the love? Right here on this podcast. Welcome, Welcome to, love to Love Drop, 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 Drop. where your host and One Love Ambassadors, Charles and Diane, will share love, hope, and inspirational topics taken from their journey and world events. We will also include on-location recordings and special pop-up guests from cool places all around the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, so we have another wonderful episode of Love Drop Podcast for you guys, and we are coming with something that is just um, truly out of the box. It's different, and I find it fascinating and pretty amazing. So um, today we are going to be discussing when hard choices are the right choice. Yes, and that is correct for all of us. Because those choices come up and we don't know how we're going to answer them. But if we answer them from the heart and let it flow, it'll work. And even though it'll work, it still may not feel comfortable, especially when it's, you know, it's those hard choices. Hard choices are not comfortable, not sure if they're meant to be comfortable. But we are going to open the mic to our guest, a beautiful couple that are there right now and they're living in two spaces in the world. And I'm gonna let them tell you more about it. So we have Walter and Johanna. So I am going to pass the mic to Johanna and just introduce yourself. You have the mic. Hello, hi. Um, yeah, my name is Johanna. I live in Germany right now in the, actually in the Black Forest. It's totally in the South. It's beautiful in the countryside, and um, I live there with our son, who's four years old. So, yeah, that starts our story right there, because um, it's only half of the part of our family. So I'm with our son, and my husband is with our daughter. Um, yeah, I'm a personal shopper. Like, I'm... I'm um, helping people to figure out their style or to so support their style or like, yeah, finding clothes um, and shop for them. So that's what I'm recently doing. And yeah, um, being a mom of a four-year-old with a lot of energy, we are outside in, in the nature a lot too. So we are having our walks and our talks. And yeah, that's basically how we spend our days. Wow. Wow. Thank you. And so now that is great. Now I'd like to introduce the other half of this couple, Walter. And with that said, Walter, introduce yourself. Good morning, everybody. My name is Walter Pinckney Jr. I'm a uh, filmmaker. I have a company, production company called Bread and Butter Productions. Uh, I do things as far as like small commercials, product work, brand work, music, music, musicians. Uh, yeah, I 
film a lot, short films, documentaries. And uh, yeah, this has definitely been one of the biggest challenges, you know, that I have to like, I've had to deal with, you know, in my life when it comes to the separation, even though we're not separated by, by law or anything, we're separated because of the fact that you know, my wife can't come here to the United States where I'm presently living in Charleston, South Carolina. And I also living here with our daughter who's seven years old. Her name is Zula. We made a decision for Zula and I to come to the United States a little over a year ago because of I just couldn't, not couldn't, I just didn't want to live in Germany anymore. You know, it's too much of a, of a hassle that unnecessary hassle put it that way you know a hassle that i didn't think feel that i needed to deal with and it was kind of like you know holding me back so i decided you know i needed to leave and johanna and i decided that you know together that we would take one of us would take one if one of each kids and like i said a year and so later here we are still together <laughs> together and not together and still being parents, raising our kids. We're both homeschool teachers to our kids. Even with our busy lives, you know, we find time to to manage, to teach, our, give our kids education, uh, a formal education and a life education at the same time. Wow, hey. that is, that's, that's a lot, Walter. That is a lot. Whew, I have to just kind of take a breath because... Um, as we talked before the recording, you know, you guys are are, are doing it in, in an unconventional way because it's not like you're in one state and you're in another state and, you know, you can drive, you know, get in car, drive or meet, you know, somewhere like that. You're in two different parts of the world and you're in two different parts of the world with Walter. You have the daughter, you have your daughter and Johanna, you have your son. And um, I just, I want to hear from you, Johanna, just like, how is that, you know, being a mom? I, I heard Walter's sides. So I want to kind of hear you respond to what Walter just shared. Yes. Um, To make that decision that Walter going to leave or that, yeah, that, you know, that Walter going to leave to the U.S. and I cannot go there was a hard one. It came just. I feel like it came kind of naturally because um um yeah I also felt like he was on a point he was not happy I really felt that my husband was not happy in the country that I grew up that I'm used to but he couldn't yeah he couldn't feel home there so that decision needed to be made and with that we had to decide how we do this as a family like um how yeah how to manage that and so we made the decision it was more him than me that uh, each of us keep one child <laughs> so um yeah like I said it was hard for me to just to to let one kid go and it was Sula because she was uh, about to get uh, turned six at that time so in Germany it was also she uh, had to go to school so there was a lot of decision making in that so Walter took had Sula took Sula with him and I kept Zaire and to split the the siblings was 
tough like it was kind of like unimaginable because they got they got along with each other they were like they, well they love each other definitely but they got along with each other so to separate them to separate from my husband it was like it really goes to my bones um and it's still I would say it's the hardest part for me um because like I said uh it's it's one kind uh, it's one way of missing your partner the man you love and it's another thing to miss your daughter or your child which is in a totally different country and sometimes yeah I get hit by fears what if you know what if happens something to Walter and I cannot even go there to get her or to be close to her so that's tough yeah and um I think I speak for Walter or you can say it later as well it's also very strange not to be there on a daily basis to see your child grow up of course we talk every day multiple times but I'm not there like the the you know the story you guys just shared with us um Sula was was with Walter on an event and she painted paintings or she drew paintings and she she sold it and she had her like you know she had a good time and she told me this but I couldn't be part of it like it's just different like um yeah it's it's tough I think these situations I feel like it hits me and it's yeah you know I don't like it sometimes <laughs> really not and then I feel like um do we really did we really have to do that was it a good decision does it make sense to live like that like who splits the children who <laughs> doesn't live with their other children so this is when it gets a little bit like a headache. Yeah. Yes. But I think since you were talking about it, I, I'm not, or well, actually Walter and I was were talk, recently talking about it. And I think we both said we don't regret that. Um, it, it's a tough thing to do, but we don't regret it. It's it, it felt like we had to do it and we still have to do it um, to, to keep moving, to go to a point where we all going to be together again and where we can have a good life and a happy life and a life together. We wow. have to keep moving. <laughs> yes. so one day, <clears throat> yeah, one step, you know, how you say in English, you know, one step at a time, you know. Yes. Right. That is so good, Johanna. I do know at that event, I remember when they took pictures and Zula said, Oh, let's get mommy. She wanted you and her little brother in the picture, right? Yes. Um, right. Zaire, right? Is your son yes. Zaire? Yes. Right. Yes. So yes. and so it's it's Zula and Walter, and then she has up uh, the phone, and you and Zaire are in the picture, yes. so that all four of you guys yes. can be in the picture together. And um, you know, it's it's I can't even imagine. It's unimaginable. But just from the bird's eye view that I've seen, the closeness and the love, right? The love, the love is there. And, you know, in, in, in that determination, that drive to bring you guys back to, together, all of that is there. And so with that in place, even though it might be a challenging journey, you're already 50% plus just with that love at the foundation. You're already more than halfway there, more than halfway there. 
Yes, we were visiting some friends when Walter and Zula came by and we had a conversation going on and then Zula called you or screenshot you or what technical term did they use? FaceTime. FaceTime. <laughs> and it seemed like all of you, your entire family was there with us as we were engaged in conversations out on the porch, but we felt you there. Yeah, the spirit was there and very strong indeed. Very strong indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah that, that love, that family love. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah, this is, this challenge, like I, what Zuhana was saying before, you know, I feel like, you know, like God always has a plan for everything that people do in our world and our lives. And Johanna and I didn't really have like the best of relationships coming into our relationship. We didn't know that we actually were ever going to get married or definitely not having kids. But yet here we are like eight years, actually 10 years together, eight years of marriage and two kids later, you know, and through this point in our lives where we're been separated, you know, living in meaning that we live in two different countries, you know, has like, has rekindled and re refreshed our, our marriage and our mm -hmm. relationship for each other. And, and also how we, how we see and treat and, and raise our kids. Like Johanna was talking about how she wasn't there to be like at the events and stuff like that, or things that we do over here in the States. You know, I feel the same way when my son is ready to learn how to ride a bicycle and I'm not the one there teaching them. You know, um, when he wants, when we go, like when they go running in, in the black forest together, you know, that we always do as a family, like go roaming, rummaging in, in the forest to get together. I'm not there with him or them, you know, to, to do this as a family, just like Johanna's not here when we went to the fair. Everyone knows our friends and family, you know, like, you know, like Johanna and Zula, they know Becky and Sherman, Elena, Carol, uh, Shaniqua, all these other friends we have here. They, they've met, right? Zaire hasn't met, have not have met them. It's always through this that mm -hmm. we're getting with each other. And, and it's just not tangible. It's like, you know, we can't, you know, we can't feel or really touch each other. We tell you, we, we love each other and our kids every day, all day, you know, but like this last trip we did to Portugal, it was like the trip of all the trips that we've done. You know, because we were in such a beautiful setting and the people were really like really nice, really calm and peaceful people. They weren't so they weren't arrogant, they weren't they weren't like malicious, they were just really nice people. And it's good to when you when you walk into a country or to a place and people have smiles on their faces. Mm -hmm. You know, they have good hearts, you know. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really Walter, can you help us help our listeners? So you said when you were in Portugal. So I am assuming, but I don't want to assume that you guys all met up in Portugal. This, yeah, this last this last trip we just did like a few weeks ago, a month ago. You know, we we because they're they're in Germany, and we Zula and I flew from here to Portugal, and we stayed there for like three weeks. We went actually we went there for for three celebrations. Actually, we went there for Zula's seventh birthday. Uh, we went also for Johanna and I's uh, eighth anniversary, 
And then in October, we were for Johanna's birthday. Wow. So we celebrated like three things, you know, on this trip. And it was the best place to do it, you know. And going back to what, you know, but what I was saying about God, you know, God like put us in a place where when you see like what he's created, you know, on a level that he's created on, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is like where I need to be, me personally, because this is like where, okay, there's nothing else but the beautiful ocean, <laughs> you know, beautiful scenery, you know, and nice people. And then I have my family with me, you know, and it was like, it was moments and times where we were like walking on the beach as a, as a full family. And I'm just watching everybody, looking at everybody, my wife, looking at my kids. And I'm like, I'm like, thank you. You know, <laughs> thank you. Because this is like what I've been wanting and needed for the longest time. All in one thing, like, like Johanna knows, like, I'm like a water type kid, you know what I'm saying? Like person, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've always loved being near the ocean because it's part of my being, I feel, you know, and, and being in a place that's part of my being and with my family at the same time was like a, a big old present, <laughs> a huge gift, you know? Mm. And, and so it's like, you know, and then watching like the kids, like how they ever got along, could have been apart for so long for over a year they've been apart you know and to see them like just mesh together like nothing like they never missed a beat in their lives mm -hmm. you know and that was beautiful and then being with my wife it was even more beautiful because the way we embrace each other not in a physical way but more in an emotional way was like up there just up there I'm like wow I asked her I was like you know did you ever think that our relationship would get to this level? You know, and because, you know, we're like, we're like kind of in a new relationship. You know? you know, a new relationship because, you know, it's less arguing, less, 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 you know, my way or no way. Or it's like, it's more a lot of togetherness. Like, let's do this together, you know, and instead of holding like, animosity towards one another i'm like you know let's talk about it let's communicate with each other because the the more we communicate with each other the less stuff we store up inside of us so it's just best that just to let it all out whether we like it or not <laughs> right right let it all out and 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 then move on from there and then never let it hold us back from moving on moving forward with our lives right. you know things that 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 we were especially in Germany, it was really hard because I was dealing with people that didn't really smile, didn't, they weren't really nice, you know, and then I'm having deal problems with my relationship with my wife, you know, and both of these things were coming at me from both sides. And so I was like, <laughs> I can't deal with this. I don't know. But I didn't want to lose my wife. But I definitely needed to get out of the country. Wow. Uh, so I, we, Johanna, well, actually, you know what? It was you, Johanna, that said to me. <laughs> I feel too. I didn't want to, yes. I it was, pushed it from the back. Yeah, <laughs> pushed him from the back. After, like, you know, after me getting the bells palsy, you know, you're like, you, wow. you know, you're like, Walter, you should go. You should go. Yes. Wow. Okay. Stop right there because, okay, man, that, that I want, I just want to circle back for just a minute. So 
in in Germany. And Walter, I want Johanna to speak to, to this part, even though it is concerning you. But in Germany, so Walter was, he was just having a difficult time, you know, assimilating, you know, to the culture, to the environment and all. So then he has physical manifestation, you know, just like an illness. Talk to us, talk to us about that, Johanna. Yes, my man was hurting. He was really hurting. And in a way of like, and I want to quote you all because it's the picture of the pictures, you know, um, it's when you put, I don't know, whatever in a box and you poke from the sides, that that one in the box gets irritated and want to get out. And it when it gets out, then it's full of this hurting and full of these irritations. And that's how I saw my man, you know, he was he was poked from the sides and it's racism and it's the culture and maybe a little bit the weather. I don't know. That didn't matter so much, but it was too much. It was too much for him. And of course it affected the whole, the four of us, the whole family. And like Walter said, our relationship was not in a good stand either because it affected us. And yeah, he was hurting. And then we had the two kids and it was, not good so we had to um, figure out a way of that and I think I just supported you Walt I knew we were talking to go back we used to live in the U.S. for six months right so we did that too we wanted to live in the U.S. together because we felt maybe that's where we could all be happy and it was a good time but unfortunately and that it's another story <laughs> my visa got evoked so um, when we were in Germany to get Zula's birth certificate done or birth abroad certificate done. That's we cool. were at the embassy and one day later my visa got revoked. So I could not go back to our home where we had a new home. I was stuck. I really want to say I was stuck in Germany at my parents with Zula and my husband <laughs> <laughs> knowing that we could not live in Berlin. So let's talk about the year. It was 2018 where we were in Germany, but we had a life, a new fresh life in Charleston since six months where we started to get adapted. I got started to get adapted to the US. Our kids should grow up in this society. Walter was back in his hometown. So there was a chance. And from one day to the other, it was shattered so I was stuck yeah that's really a, a different story <laughs> to make it that short was I was good. stuck yes I was stuck I had no visa I could really could not go back so Walter and I it was the another time we had to make a hard decision so we decided Walter had to go back without Sula without me because Sula and I we stayed at my parents and here we go we were separated the first time yeah for seven months. For seven so months. This is the second time. That's the first time, actually. I hope. I'm saying right now. Is this right time. now? It's yes, yes. Wow. Yes, it's kind of nothing new to us. Maybe we should have mentioned that because <laughs> that's <laughs> why we were easier to make that decision again. Even it was the second time we didn't want to do it, but we were kind of used to it. So yeah, 
this time it's like it's it's much longer than the last time. Yeah. Well, it was not planned <laughs> that long. Right. So yeah. okay, circle back to Walter got sick. So where where in it did the Bell Palsy come into the story? So Walter got Bell Palsy. It was April twenty twenty two. That was the year when we when it we separated for the second time when we made that big decision again. Yeah, it was April. Walter woke up one day with half paralyzed and yeah, which was totally clear stress. Whatever it was, it was definitely a sign that, yeah, he is not well. Mm. And then it was April and then, yeah. Well, first I think it, the healing process started. We tried to fix you somehow, went to doctors on doctors and doctors. And it was another thing. I think you did not feel like, supported or safe in that country that you felt like there's any helping <laughs> so because they wanted you know, to eat on my spine you know i was like yeah uh, like nah you, you don't even know what's even really wrong with me yeah and you're talking about sticking some needle on my spine my nerves and taking fluid out of me and stuff like, like nah <laughs> no i'm not you're not doing that to me and and then you want me to sign up off a on a what do you want me to sign they want me to sign a uh this form that makes them unresponsive not res re responsible for anything that happens to me afterwards you know i was like nah I'm not signing that and you're not sticking nothing in me i'm leaving <laughs> yeah. yeah so they gave me a bunch of like what the could my my blood pressure was like right way high right. they couldn't like get it down so they kept giving me this medication to like bring my blood pressure down and then as soon as it came down to a normal like level, I left. Okay. I'm, if I'm leaving here, I'll, I'll just take whatever risk there is and I'm leaving because you're not going to like stick anything into me. And, and it's like the hospital that I was at, it was like a sure sign that I would not leave the hospital if I let them do anything to me because it seemed like the possible where people go to die. Wow, Walter. Wow. Yeah. So Wow, it's almost like a lot of times we have to make a hard decision, right? Even though we know it's like the right decision and we we hang on, we hold on, we hold on, we hold on. And so it's almost like God gives us a choice to just do it on our own. And then when we don't like make the decision, then things just start happening. You know, mm -hmm. just start manifesting in another way so it, it's probably because listen to you johanna you like my man was hurt so you you knew that it's you, you, it's some part of you knew like i i probably need to let him go back mm -hmm. but then it's this other part no i don't want to let him because so it's just like this internal thing and then when he gets sick and when all these things start happening it just—it's it, like you. Yeah, it's just. Uh, you open your hands. You know, you let him. You let him go. Yeah, it's yes. so phenomenal that uh, you guys went through that together, physically as well as mentally. But you mm -hmm. stayed focused on oneness, on your togetherness. Mm -hmm. How can we get through this? We're going to do this. We, mm -hmm. we, we, and that got you through it. That got you through it. That was a strong determination to go through all of that. Wow. So, actually, it was God that got us through it because we were like both like praying, like 
constantly like like what should we do what should we do what should we do what help us help us source science something let's lead us somewhere you know and and like you know before the first time you know it was it was really hard you know because i remember you and i we kind of got an argument of like okay because we're making this decision like i gotta go back to the states i don't want to leave none of y'all here but you know and then it was the thing about because we just had zoo at the time you know, it's like, okay, is she coming with me or is she going to stay with you? And mm -hmm. I, I prefer to have her come with me. And then you were like, like sobbing. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, what, I don't, I can't see myself being here without my daughter. And I was like, and then I was being kind of militant about it. And I was like, no, she's coming with me. And then I was like, and I really thought about it. And I was like, came to a realization. And it goes back to this title. Yeah. <laughs> right. You right. Know? Because from your perspective, it was tough. You know, when I was in the shoes that you said you really want to take her out of that country because you had your reasons. You didn't want not to hurt me, but to uh, to raise your daughter in a, an environment that you had an idea of or you felt safe for her or whatever reason. I was thinking more about her <laughs> and how she should be raised than how yeah. I seen kids being raised out there. Yes. You know, like these kids have no respect, you know, and, and I was like, okay. And I knew if she was with the village I have here, you know, that she would, I wouldn't be single-handedly raising her. I have other people that I can literally, I can rely on, you know, to help me raise this girl, you know, even, I, even to this day, you know, even right now, I, I have that same village that helped me raise mm -hmm. our daughter. You know, right. so. but wait a minute, pass it back to Johanna because I, I, I see you, darling. <laughs> I, I see you, I see yeah. you, I feel you, and you got you have to, yeah, talk. Well, when she was one and a half years old, it was like it was really breaking my heart to she was my baby, she was my she's still my first child, so that one was a really tough one, and I was just more than happy when when he came to the conclusion to leave her with me because I felt like for me, it was the only way. But then on the other hand, he had to leave us behind. And yeah, I mean, there was no right and wrong in this. Right, because right, right. It was right for me and then it was wrong for him or it was, yeah, whatever, you know, so. That's the hard decision though. That right, right there is the hard decision, yeah. right? And so, you know, as we are just kind of like circling it out, it's a lot here. It's a lot here to digest. I mean, I didn't know where we were going with this. <laughs> it's a lot here to digest. But um, so, you know, there are couples here that are together, right? They're here and they are together and they don't appreciate, right, that they have their spouse right there with them. They don't appreciate that, you know, there are people that are living the reality that you guys are living and not just you two, but you two with your children, right? And so it, it's so much that's taken for granted. And that is one of the biggest reasons that I wanted you to share your story, you know, with our listeners, because I think in the scheme of things, People just really miss the big picture of it all. People, you know, that are in relationships and they and they don't fight 
hard enough, you know? And, and then the other thing is, I just know from personal experience that sometimes your world have to be blown up mm. for it to come back together the right way. Because if it's fractured or just messed up at the foundation, then no matter how you try to put the piece, it's still, it's not going to work. So it just needs to get blown up. And that's yeah. where making those hard decisions, right? Yeah. Come in. Yeah. The, the reconstruction of it all, but staying focused on the prize, staying focused on the big prize. And that's, that's what I'm hearing yeah. from you guys. You say focus, you prioritize and went at it. And that put it all together. So, and that's, yes. and that's yeah. why that's all I was saying, you know, earlier about, you know, when God like separate us only to bring us back together better than how right. we were. Yes, right. the distance made us closer. Like the distance was, I think it was really a, an important process. Like you said, it was these steps had to be done to find back together Walter and I. And our son recently said he was like just sitting on the couch and he was just saying, it's good to be together. And I'm asked, I asked him, but I'm always around. Like, what do you mean? And he said, no, with Papa and Zula and you and I, all of us. And even this little boy just knows, like you said again, appreciates now how much that means being together. And I agree what you said, you know, on a daily basis, you are together and you get on each other's nerves or whatever, you know, it's just, you struggle and how can you see, you know? But now by being distant, I see, I see now clearly what, you know, why Walter is my man and why, why, why I really want it. Like you said, again, put my eyes on the prize, go through all this. I don't like, and day by day to know one day, and then we have to work on that to keep that, <laughs> to see right. what we appreciate. And that's good. So yeah. well, that's right. the whole, where, we are, where we are right now. It's like, if we, we have been practicing this mm -hmm. every, since we've been apart, you know? So, so we know how to maintain our relationship once we're together, together, physically together again, you know, because the the time we, we've been apart, you know, and, and the conversation that you have, you and I have daily, you know, it's always been based, whether you realize it or not, it's been based on how, we can continue our relationship going forward. You know, like how, like how things like, like how I report to you about what Zula has been learning in homeschooling, you know, mm -hmm. or what you've been telling me about Zaire, how he's been learning and doing this and whatever, you know, and then how I tell you how I feel about you and you tell me how you feel about me and mm -hmm. all the that you and I have been, you know, it's, it's been tallying up. Mm-hmm tallying up it's like stacking up it's like hey, you know what we we got we've we have rebuilt our foundation of our relationship again you know and it's so solid right now that it would take a lot to break that foundation you know a lot because like charles was just saying like we fought for it and we focused on it you know what i'm saying so we're not going to let all of this time and and energy that we invested, you know, to be together, to go to waste, just because, you know, I'm hearing about so many divorces mm. 
and recent recently in the past weeks, you know, people are like getting divorced. You know, this person cheated on that person. This person don't want to be in this relationship because of this, because of could because it's a relationship. You know, all of these things, and like what Diane said, like it's like people don't don't cherish the opportunity that or the blessings that God gave them to be with a person. You know, but they will realize when they're like all alone and have no one to talk to, and the ones that do they to do talk to don't want to have anything anything really true. To do with them other than what is getting something from them you know yeah. and right. it's like and we we <clears throat> we want each other you know we don't want nothing from each other other than being with each other and to raise our kids and be a one happy loving faithful family you know so water i gotta bring you somewhere from that point both of you guys so here here's the deal what what is the goal what is the prize what is the uh what is that place where you all come together as one so you were in portugal for three weeks and so you just had a chance to to just bring it all back together and i'm so happy to hear that that zula, uh, zula was able to spend her birthday and you guys were able to spend your anniversary and you were there to be there for uh johanna's birthday because that's the greatest gift for a mom on her birthday to have her children, even when her children are are older, but four and seven, especially, you know, you want to have your babies with you. So that that's a great gift. So my point is this, where, where is that place? What, what is that place for you? Start with Johanna, then to, to water. Where are you guys trying to get to like where? So it's just like, we want to get to, Boom! As a family, so where where are we going? Can we say it together? Yeah, y'all can say it together. <laughs> Ready? Ready? Well, it's gonna be Godzilla Sao Portugal. <laughs> yes, it's the place where we spent the the two weeks out of the three in Portugal, and I feel like the wheel we started by Walter moving to to the US with Zula, it was the wheel he started rolling and the wheel is rolling and rolling. And then now we've been at Portugal and how Walter is, you know, he's socializing and open and he, he's been at the, in the morning at the coast with Zaire, I think for a drone shot or something. And he met a, he spoke with a, a nice lady and they talked and she had a, she has a flat for rent and they would rent, she would rent it out in February. And our tradition now is to meet up around our birthdays. So we were kind of talking about February already that that's the month where we want to move. And funny enough, her rent, uh, her flat going to be um, available from in February. So that's long story <laughs> short, our plan is, or it's, it's definitely our plan that we're going to move there in February and, going to be all together again in February in Portugal. God willing. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love it. And 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 so you're you're moving towards that. So what we would like to do is just, you know, just in the spring, we want to have you guys back together um, you know, in the same screen, right? Not with water in South Carolina and you in the Black Forest <laughs> yes. in Germany. We want to have you in the in the same screen um 
you know, on, on this podcast, it's, it's just more than the conversation, right? It's more than a conversation. So we're all about supporting the love, right? Supporting the love wherever that love journey is. So like, I know Walter, you have, have a business and, and, and I want you to shout it out. And then I know Johanna, you were talking about your, your business. So do you only dress there in Berlin or, or do you have a business that is like on the internet where? Yes. Um, I'm working remote. So, um, I'm about to get that business rolling. Um, so I cannot give, really gonna give a shout out about my business much but i'm maybe yes i'm gonna do this in spring <laughs> i'm gonna take that chance or use that chance so for now it's um yeah i'm a personal shopper and i'm gonna tell you more than about that <laughs> okay so do so we can look forward to in the spring of 24 just uh where we can support johanna's international personal shopping business <laughs> that is online where as you know we can get those fashions from say hey portugal uh <laughs> via johanna because she will shop for you so there are things over there that you don't have in your part of the world so if you know you want to be fashionable and stylish then you hit your girl up johanna she is the one for you <laughs> bring you you know into that portion Portuguese, Portugal <laughs> flair. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to be waiting. I'm going to be waiting. And as soon as soon as you're ready, as soon as you're ready, I got you. I'm going to shout you out. So stay focused on your goal. You know, just stay focused on the goal and, and just get there. Just get there. Get there. That is true. That is so true. And Walter, I see you back there. And if our listeners want to get in touch with you, what are some of the best ways? Because if they get in touch with you, they get in touch with both of you. The best way to get in touch with me is probably uh, you can get me through Instagram. You know, it's uh, my handle is, is bread and butter. It's the word bread, B-R-E-A-D, the letter N. And butter is B-U-T-T-A productions llc and or my website at bread and butter productions.com um well i have we diane and charles and i have something in the works as well coming soon yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes and uh through that event that we met again at for the second time at uh there's another project coming that's going to be coming up through there and then i also have a project that i'm just finishing up on now a documentary that i'm doing with from a local business here that just recently closed uh yeah it's like the wheels are spinning you know and awesome. and and yeah so anybody needs commercials documentaries short films <laughs> i'm your guy <laughs> all right that's right yes. and then do you have do you have merch do you have any merch out there? Not yet. Okay. Okay, yes. but it's coming. Coming for sure. Oh, it's coming. And I love the name of your production company, Bread and Butter, because <laughs> you got to make that bread and butter to take care of that family to make, you know, you're doing this. It came from, the name came from because, in fact, this is my 
my life. You know, this is no side job. This is no no hobby. This is like real life, what I do for a living, you know. So it's, it's nothing that I'm playing with. I take it very seriously and I'm very professional with it as well. So it's like, I don't, I would expect to be taken seriously as well. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And so, um, Johanna, so here we go. Um, any words that you would like to um, leave with our listening audience um, in the form of just making hard choices, but knowing that they are the right choice. So if it's somebody that's right there at that cross world, man, woman, child, whatever, what would you say to them? I think my message would be, don't be afraid. I would agree. You never know if the hard choice is the right choice. You never know. We never know. But don't be afraid and do the first step. Listen to your gut, to your heart. Yes, think through, but do it. Do the first step and then the next one follows and then you adapt and keep it moving. Yes, stay strong and focus on the price. I quote you. <laughs> yes. yes, don't be afraid. I love it. Everything going to be all right. That is great. And and you really said something very powerful to me. Listen to your gut. A lot of folks uh, fail to realize when they're thinking in their head, they're thinking logically, I should do this or that. But the gut is telling you something else. Listen to your gut. We have two brains. We really have that two brain theory there. And you point it right at it. Listen to your gut feeling. And watch her same question. Yeah, what would you share with folks when they run into that crossroad and they have to make those hard choices? I, my thing is like, I've always listened to my gut. You know, I've always, uh, when something doesn't feel right, you know, I don't, I don't go with that decision. So, and one thing is that God puts in us is like to never fear anything on this in the flesh or in this world, you know? So if you feel that you can pr pursue whatever you want and don't let fear get in the, in the way of that or stop providing and preventing you from moving forward, go with it. Even if it's hard, you know, because nothing is meant to be easy. Everything is going to, you always going to have complications on everything you do. And if it's easy, then it's, then it's something you shouldn't be doing. Then you should move on to something that's more complicated, I feel. Because you need to have challenges in life because you're not growing without challenge. You know, if you're sitting in your comfort, you're, you're, because you're comfortable, you know, and people love to be in comfort because it's comfortable, but you're not having any challenges in life. And then while you're not being challenged, everything else is moving ahead of you and you're staying behind. So you could constantly be, you should constantly challenge yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you should never like just, just find a nest and just sit there because it's comfortable. You know, Johanna and I, we've been bouncing around for years <laughs> together. <laughs> you know, we never find comfort in anything we do, you know, and we're still going to continue to keep doing that. Just like we tell us, told ourselves that we want to, celebrate our kids' birthdays always in a different country so they can always have memories as us as, as a family somewhere new all the time. So you have new memories, you know, to to place in their hearts and their minds. I would say never stay comfortable and keep challenging yourself. 
Awesome. I love that. That is so relevant. It's so good and it's so necessary to be heard. And um, as you know, we don't, we leap. We are constantly leaping. Charles and I have been on this journey for eight, eight. going on nine years. And uh, when you said about the comfort, it just made me shake because anytime we even think we're comfortable, we get into a place and, and we get into a, too much of a rhythm, we get shook up. It's like, it's time to go. It's time to go. So um, just to you, Walter and Johanna, we wanna thank you for being so transparent, for sharing your story with our listeners. And I know, that something said is something that was needed to be heard in this episode. I look forward to following up with you guys together, all of you in the same screen. I did a screenshot. I did a couple of shots because when you guys are all in the same screen, then we put those two together. And so how you were saying when you get together, how you will work on it because in those hard days, in those days where you just want to, ah, you can just look at those two shots and just remember, right? There was a time that, you know, we were in two different screens in two different countries. And just know this, whether you are right here in the same screen like us or in different screens like you guys, it takes work. I don't care what anybody says, marriage takes work. I'm not saying it's hard work, but it takes work because it requires an effort and you have to choose each other every single day. Yes. I had shared with some folks that when they're talking individually and I told them there's no I without we, right. there's no I without we. So we, we need that. And there's no you without us. So you guys really exemplify that. And thank you ever so much for sharing your true gut feelings. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. So for, for all that have listened to this episode, hard choices are sometimes the right choice. And like uh, Johanna says, don't be afraid to make them. And like Walter said, just challenge yourself. And don't just don't stay in that comfort place. And like Charles and I said, one love. One love. One love. Never a second will I waste. Never an opportunity to taste the sweetness of Thank you for tuning in to the Love Drops Podcast. Be sure to follow this podcast and share the love with everyone you know. Until next time, this is Charles. And Diane signing off. One love. love, love.